1: Brought to you by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. My name is Ed Clementi, and today I'm hosting the show. And with that, I'm lucky to have my guest and friend, Faye Badoon, Executive Director of the American Arab Chamber of Commerce. Welcome, Faye.
2: Thank you, Ed. It's a pleasure to be here with you um, and to be part of this uh, great show that you have going on now. Well, we're trying to highlight Michigan, and uh, you
1: were one of my big highlights. I wanted to make sure we got a chance to talk to you. And I think just for a regular sort of to get it going, what's sort of when you tell people what the American Arab Chamber is, what do you sort of give them as your quick elevator speech?
2: my elevator pitch for the chamber. So I'm the executive director of the American Arab Chamber of Commerce. It's been in existence for 28 years. I've been honored to uh, lead it for the past 13. Uh, The chamber has approximately 1,500 members. 65% of our membership is located in Southeast Michigan. The remainder is statewide, nationally, and internationally. Uh, being a American Arab Chamber of Commerce, it's more of a niche chamber, and we have no geographical boundaries. So we tend to do the same programming that all the local chambers would do—from the golf outings to the annual dinners to the networking events—to uh, providing uh, cost savings for our customers, uh, you know, to health insurance plans and so forth and so on. Uh, What makes us as the American Arab Chamber of Commerce a little bit more unique is a lot of our international work that we do. Uh, we're very connected with the uh, MENA region, which is the Middle East, North African countries, uh, through their governments and their chambers of commerce and so forth. And we work very closely with them on bringing delegations here and also taking delegations from Michigan to uh, the, to that part of the, uh, the world. Uh, we like to open different opportunities uh, for our businesses located in Michigan, and we want to make sure that. Michigan could, you know, takes advantage of everything that it can to become more global and more competitive in this uh, environment. Yeah. And and originally, I know we maybe didn't
1: know each other as well, but you originally got into this through the, Forum, the Economic Forum, wasn't it?
2: That's right. So I was originally hired uh, by our current chairman, Mr. Ahmed Shabani, to work on the U.S. Arab Economic Forum, which the very first one took place back in 2003 in Detroit. And then after that, we did a second one in Houston, Texas, and then one in... Washington, D.C., and the forum brought uh, leaders together, um, C3 leaders along with the CEOs of the multiple uh, auto industry, the oil companies, tech companies, all together to talk about ways that there could be more bridging, more collaboration, and more work done between the two regions in addition to that, and this included the entire United States, not just Michigan. In addition to that, what were the obstacles and what programs can be put in place to work with those obstacles.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and I know you and I knew each other a little bit when I ran the chamber of commerce uh, for the Southern Wayne County one, but is you said your chamber's a little bit different because you're global, but also um, like you still have like all the regular chamber of commerce members, right? You have restaurants and. Oh
2: yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I have to say that 70% of our, um, membership is still our small businesses who we take great pride in and do as much as we can to help them, especially this past year. Uh, So that that is the majority of our membership. Our membership is also mixed. So we have, again, I'd want to say 70 percent are Arab Americans, you know, 60 to 70 percent. But then the remaining 30 to 40 percent are from mainstream that want to do business with with our community. Uh, So we have a very diverse chamber. That's got uh, a little bit of everybody in it. Our board of directors has people representing some of the larger corporations like AT&T, Chase. Um, um, we also have um, Comcast. We've got, um, I'm trying to go down the list. I'm trying America to. America look- on there too? I forgot. No, I'm sorry. I'm not on this one. <laughs> not on this. I know they're on one of them, but I wasn't yeah. sure. I'm sorry. Who Who's that? Comerica. Yes, Comerica is on there. So is Chase. So is Bank of America. Uh, We do have uh, a good portion of the banks that are on there. Um, So we it's a very diverse board. And then we also have representation from the small businesses in the community. Yeah, and I think that's important for the MEDC because you brought you represent
1: such a broad spectrum of large, small and medium businesses. And just one I wanna maybe plug a little bit for you, but I think I've been to like five of them now, your
2: economic forums, the state of the okay. I forgot what you call it exactly economic bridges dinners. Yes. Yes. Our building economic bridges dinners have become a uh, a staple annually for people to kind of attend. They attract uh, a little bit over a thousand people that get to network, and we always have great speakers. Uh, and we usually give out two awards for Arab Americans that have uh, exceeded within their industries. Uh, so those are great networking oppor- opportunities, and it's an opportunity for us to also highlight our accomplishments from the previous year.
1: Well, in fact, this year, I know yours was virtual and we're going to get to COVID a little bit, but you had a pretty good lineup I, I, this year on your virtual one. Why don't you mention some of the people
2: that were on your show? We did. We did. We had uh, Governor Whitmer that uh, gave us a, uh, uh, an outlook on the state. And, and as far as COVID is concerned and as, as how it's impacting businesses and what her challenges have been and moving forward, um, how we plan to kind of work together and, and um, help our business community. Also, for our awardees, we had a great lineup. We had Mr. Chris Reisick as one of our awardees, and it just happened that he was introduced by former Governor Rick Snyder, which was really good to have him on there. Our other awardee was um, Mr. Ahmed Boomrad, who is the CEO of GCSI, which is a publicly traded company, and does a lot as far as giving back into the community and helping others succeed. So we, you know, take pride in that and in the people that we – that we, um, award, uh, Mr. Wisick, uh, is as humble as they come and, um, has a wonderful personality and is always very, very helpful, uh, yet for someone that has done so much within his venture group, uh, to help so many businesses and to do so many things.
1: Yeah. And and the other one is your economic forecast. Uh, Right. So here in
2: December, we bring in, um,
1: You don't have to give his name, but it's the Bank
2: Comerica Bank, isn't it? It is. Yeah. So he's the chief economist for Comerica. And we bring him in um, every year. And he provides a, uh, he talks about a little bit what happened, but he's, you know, been straight on as to what's going to happen in the future the following year. And that has kind of generated a really good following. And just to mention, The one positive thing that's come out of COVID is that uh, this past December, when we had um, our uh, economic outlook for the United States and for the state of Michigan, we had over 2,700 people that logged in on social media to watch it. And I just wanna say that also for our annual dinner, we had over 16,000 hits. So so over 16,000 people that joined in at one point or another had watched uh, part of the programming on that. So I think moving forward, the same as probably a lot of organizations are finding in addition to going back to doing, which we all miss that interaction with other human beings in the same room, where we will also probably continue to do the uh, virtual.
1: Yeah. And I mean, obviously, with, that's one of the advantages is that because it's posted, I'm sure you have people from around the world, especially in your organization, that would like to see it at the time that's not like three in the morning for them.
2: So. Right. Right. So and, exactly. And This is what's nice about this is that it gives people an opportunity to go back. If you've missed it, you can go back, look for it and you'd be able to see it at any point in time. Have you had any uh things you thought worked out
1: well beyond that during the era of like pivoting for COVID? Have you uh have your members done things that you've been pretty impressed with that might, you know, you might uh, like
2: you know, just seeing a lot of our members uh go more um uh you know towards tech, utilizing the uh, web more to sell their products, utilizing the web more to market their businesses. Uh, You know, I think the ones that suffered the most would have to be our restaurants. Um, you know, but some some had a pickup in their delivery. Others just, you know, have just closed shop. They have not been able to sustain themselves and have had to shut down and don't see themselves coming back. They just don't have the financial uh funding to do it at this point in time. So COVID has hit our members to where some have i done exceptionally well during COVID, while others have kind of suffered tremendously during COVID. So we've got a mix of everybody. I think every economy has that story. I just It's more
1: right. pronounced now because we're sort of trapped in our houses so much, we, exactly. we notice it more maybe. Um, the uh, it, it, and i, I got to say this properly, but Tajara, am I saying it right? Yeah.
2: So Tajara so, is the nonprofit arm of the American Arab Chamber of Commerce, and that's what we do a lot of our um, – international work through uh, as far as doing the delegations or as far as doing our uh, mayor's council or a woman's council and different activities. So we we do that under uh, Tijara because it provides us with different opportunities. As the chamber, we're a 501c6, which limits us um, as far as funding is concerned. But under Tijara, it's a 501c3 nonprofit, and it provides us with more accessibility.
1: Yeah, and I know you're always, as you mentioned, uh, what do you call them, MENA countries? Yes. Uh, Yes. yeah. But I know you've historically always had great relationships, and I think you've been involved with some, you've traveled a lot yourself, obviously, but uh, uh, you've done quite a bit of that, and I know you're always thinking of new ideas, and we'll get to that a little bit later about maybe what you see is on the horizon for
0: you. You're listening to The Michigan Opportunity featuring candid conversations with Michigan business leaders on what makes Michigan a leading state to live, work, and play. Listen to more episodes at michiganbusiness.org forward slash podcast.
1: Once again, I just want to mention that our guest today is Faye Badoon. She's the executive director of the American Arab Arab Chamber of Commerce. You're on like a lot of boards, obviously, but one of the ones I know you're pretty proud of is the, and you might've even been involved with starting, it was the Council of Ethnic, Chambers of Commerce. Is that right?
2: Yes, yes. So I am one of the co-founders of that uh, group. Actually, it was the um, idea of uh, Mr. Shabani, our chairman. Um, and he you know, he had mentioned do this. And, and I kept thinking like, OK, that's just more work. Why do I want to do this? And then woke up one day in the middle of the night and said, oh, my god, this is so important. we got to do this. Uh, the Council of Ethnic Chambers has approximately 13 chambers out of Michigan. Uh, underneath its umbrella. Each chamber maintains its own identity and still does everything that it does. We just kind of come together for best practices. Uh, We've recently come together to have... um, to have uh, calls with MEDC and different people within the state of Michigan so that they understand from the ethnic community perspectives, some of the ethnic businesses that also might be limited in English and the things that they are kind of going through and what we need to do in order to help those businesses and those communities uh, to thrive through COVID. Uh, So there's a lot of pros that have come out of the Council of Ethnic Chambers of Commerce. It's got a lot of the uh, ethnic chambers that are a part of it, including the Hispanic Chamber, the uh, Chinese uh, Business Association, the Indian Chamber, uh, the Taiwanese. Uh, I can just keep going on down the list. Um, but it's a really good group of people and when we ever we have questions, we can just pick up the phone and ask each other and we're just there as a really good support. And that's kind of worked really well for us. Yeah, and, and I know,
1: I imagine you have some relations, too, with the sort of counselor corps, too, because you probably work with quite a few of them. Uh, I, I would imagine that you've also worked with the U.S. Department of State, I believe. I a bit. You probably still Yeah, we,
2: we do a lot of work with the uh, Department of Commerce. We also work with the Department of State. Um, in addition to the Department of Commerce, uh, we work at, uh, with the International Trade uh, Representative's Office. That's really, really important for us. Um, so we've had, uh, you know, we've had the uh, a speaker from there that's, you know, the head of the International Trade Unit under the Department of Commerce has come spoke at our events. Um, so we strongly believe, as, as the American Air Chamber of Commerce, strongly believe in trade and that that is what is going to sustain our Michigan economy moving forward. So that's one of our biggest um, again
1: yeah. i should also mention too you and you got me on the board but uh, we're both on the global ties detroit board
2: i, I- uh, don't want, I hate to. St- I don't want to sound like I don't love my other boards, but I have to say Global Ties, Detroit is my favorite board and I got to say it out loud. Uh, so Global Ties, Detroit works directly with the uh, State Department to where they bring emerging leaders from all over the world uh, to Michigan and to meet with other leaders in Michigan and to kind of learn best practices. And <clears throat> through that, you meet so many a diverse group of people from all different countries. And you kind of tend to maintain some of them actually maintain those relationships and they kind of, you know, start emailing you back and forth and you build really, really good relationships with them. I have,
1: uh, yeah. And I've been on a couple of those with you at your office, actually, right. where um, I know we did an Iraqi one and a couple other ones just recently, but it right. also helps your fluent in Arabic, too. And uh, it helps.
2: Yeah, it does do a it lot. Work? I could tell. Yeah, I like it when I go into the room and they don't know I'm fluent in Arabic and they start talking and then I just kind of listen. So that, that's interesting too.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I know you've helped with a lot of other groups beyond just Middle East countries with the Global Ties folks. Um, is there any of your partners beyond, like you've mentioned a few of them, but I think you have some pretty good relationships with a couple of them that you've done some unique programs with. Is there any other ones you'd like to highlight some of your bigger partners? Well,
2: you know, um I, I was appointed by Governor Whitmer to also serve on the MEDC board, and I, um, I greatly appreciate that. That's been very um, eye-opening for me, but it's also allowed me an opportunity to um, remind everybody that we do have to do more from in the international arena and that there, there should be more focus on that. In addition to that, also uh, you know, bringing the voice of the ethnic communities and ethnic businesses to the table has been very important. Because of all the work that we do, the other strong relationship we have is with our um, our commercial services that's located in the state of Michigan. Um, So I was also appointed by the uh, US Secretary of Commerce to be the uh, chairwoman for the East Michigan District Export Council to where the council works with the commercial services in order to increase the number of exports from businesses located in the state of Michigan and for those that have never reached out to the uh, commercial services, I have to tell you, they are a dedicated great group of people that work for the commercial services in the state of Michigan, uh, whether it's the ones located on in Grand Rapids or Detroit or throughout the state, but they do such a wonderful job of helping businesses that are interested and just don't know what to do in helping them to start to export. Uh, we even have, we even support up. um, a few of the export one programs. Uh, we've done some programming with uh, the city of Detroit and some other areas also to where a person can come and do a two, three-week uh, course and that gives them more insight and um, they're better equipped to uh, do the exporting of their product. The um...
1: Just a couple last questions for you. You've, you're, I got a lot more, but I think I'm just narrow it down to a couple more. But what do you think is going to be on the horizon, either for yourself or the American Arab Chamber or just the, you know, anything else you want to highlight for future trends, you might think?
2: Yeah, um, I think I think manufacturing is going to be uh, a really big focus moving forward. I'd like to see more of the ethnic communities get into the manufacturing and help them in opening doors to that. I think that there's lots of opportunities there. Um, I think that the state of Michigan has, uh, we you know, we've got the auto industry, we've got mobility, we've got the defense, but there's also so much more that it offers. It's very diverse and our agriculture is really big and there's so many opportunities for us that I think as a chamber for us, we need to make sure that we have programming that not only helps the small mom and pop shops around the corner, but also helps our other service providers and our other businesses that can do more and that are in that kind of position. We just want to be, um, you know, the ones that open the doors for them in order for them and introduce them to different things that they're able to do.
1: And my last question for you is, what do you like best about living in Michigan or even if you can put it in, if you want to put it in a business context or personally, it's fine.
2: Sure, um, I love the four seasons of Michigan. I just wish the winter was like a little shorter and summer was a little longer. Um, I had I've traveled a lot, and I think Michigan has great people in it. I think that sometimes we overlook all the friends that we have where we're at in Michigan, even from a professional standpoint, from within our business communities. I'm fascinated and I'm appreciative of all the organizations that work together, of the, um, the foundations, the banks, the corporations, the government entities, and how they all kind of come together to help and to work together in order to have a thriving business community in the state of Michigan, including the universities. So I think I think the the dynamics of Michigan is not one that you find everywhere. I know that it's got it's it's got its own set of uniqueness to it. But that's what makes Michigan,
1: Michigan. Well, I want to thank Faye Badoon, my friend, again, the executive director for the American Arab Chamber of Commerce. Thanks for taking time. I know you're very busy. I know every time I try to reach you, I know you're on some Zoom call or conference call. So thanks time for doing this
0: today.
2: Thank you, Ed. It's been a pleasure, and I wish you the best of luck on the show.
0: Thank you. The Michigan Opportunity is brought to you by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Join us and make your mark where it matters. Visit michiganbusiness.org forward slash radio to put your plans in motion.